Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast, our first ever Christmas episode. My name is Andy Hayes. I'm here with Peter Donahue. Pete, Mer- Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Yeah, thank you very much, Andy. Happy Holidays to you as well. I, uh, I guess I, as- I assume you celebrate Christmas. I Maybe I should have asked you before we uh, you know, started No, we celebrate Christmas, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I'm going out to Seattle with my wife. We're going to spend uh, the holidays with my daughter, my granddaughter, my son-in-law in Seattle. Sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be great. So were you were, were you raised, like, did you go to church, like, on oh, Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, my... Uh, my family comes from Boston. They're uh, Irish Catholics, and so I was raised in the in the Catholic Church. I was baptized and had my first communion and confirmation, and oh. yeah, we were churchgoers. My father always went to the earliest possible mass so he could get to eight o'clock at the first tee. So we were early. Wait, on Christmas Eve. Or no, 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 just on Sundays. Just on Sundays, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no, we were. I was thinking about Christmas. And yeah, so. and Christmas, oh yeah. You'd go yeah. to high mass and... Yeah, of course. You know, it was all it was all a big uh, ritual. Then did, when, like, did you raise your daughter in no. the church? No. No, okay. So, like, when you grew up, not so much. Uh, no. Uh, no, I had an experience, you know, when I was 21 uh, that uh, kind of turned me around about, you know, what I thought about <laughs> spirituality and religion and uh, and religious beliefs. And so um, so I didn't uh, want my daughter to be scared, you know, about, yeah. about life and about her soul, you know, as uh, the it. church, you know, had us uh, had believe you scared. in. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you were scared to death. Wait, so what was your experience? Uh, I was dying of pneumonia. And, oh, my uh, gosh. So I had, so I had uh, you know, I had a, an experience of uh, something, and when I woke up, the uh, priest was there uh, and asking if I wanted him to hear my confession because, you know, it was pretty near the end. Oh <laughs> wow. And so, uh, so having been raised a Catholic, to hear myself saying to him, Father, I have good news. You know, I think, I believe the soul is eternal, but there is no hell, so there's no need for this mm. sacrament. And so that was kind of the end of that as far as wow. the church was concerned. He said, well, we'll talk later. And we did. <laughs> we had some good talks. But uh, but at any rate, I, I simply wanted my daughter to grow up to be a, you know, a strong, moral person. And, yeah. uh, and I think she has. Yeah. So, yeah, you're familiar with all the, the story. And oh yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, I love the story. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I was, you know, quickly raised, not Catholic church, but like evangelical church. So the story, you know, had all that, um, and you know, 
maybe similar to you, not quite as much anymore. Um, for I was actually a pastor of a church, so then now I'm teaching golf. So <laughs> the the church that we had, I, I like really liked it, but then it like died because we didn't. It wasn't like growing fast enough. There was lots of young people, but so that's why I liked it because most churches are, you know, mostly old people. No <laughs> offense. Um, but then when that dot when that church like died, that was like it was almost like a version of of like God or church like died like with it yeah. for me. And mm-hmm. so, but but I was I was kind of like thinking through the story, you know, this year and like what does you know what does it mean or like what what like value could still be found in you know in Christmas because before to me it was like at least in the tradition I was raised in it was like all of this stuff in the Bible, like the virgin birth, you know, Jesus was born, you know, Herod killing all the babies, you know, all these things, like they actually happened exactly as they were written in the Bible. And like, that's, what's the most important thing is that like, this was something that happened a long time ago. And so we have to believe that that happened. And then if you do that, you're on the right track. Um, But now I'm thinking of it more of like, what is this story about? And what is it like what what can it bring up in our you know in our lives or in our days today and so for so for christmas and the reason where people who are listening are like where is this podcast going but um for christmas thinking thinking through it of like the whether it's virgin birth whether it's like god coming to earth you know all these you know the story i think suggests like um that like mystery and um even magic or miracles or, or the divine can be, is like popping up in our daily lives. Right. That, Mm. that, that, um, and and then the Christmas story kind of suggests that like this could be happening more and more if we just kind of notice it. Right. That, that it gives us the question of like, I almost like the question of like, did all this stuff actually happen? Um, because then it, you're like, you're bouncing between like, Oh yeah, this divine thing actually happened, and then or like, oh no, it didn't at all, and you're like living in that middle ground between the two, mm. and that question kind of at least makes me think, oh, where are these other like middle grounds? Like, what else has happened where, you know, this could be, you know, called the mystery, if we only we would kind of notice it. Yeah, I think that. Uh, well, I think that's right. I think you know. Where is the you know where do you find the mystery you know where is the romance of you know life that that calls us to be more than just consumers yeah you know that causes us to actually you know uh, reach out you know to our fellows and uh, raise them up mm-hmm. you know and to whatever extent that has meaning for you you know it could be you you you're out. Uh, moving the world like Martin Luther King uh, or uh, Nelson Mandela or or any number of people you might name or you're 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 living a, a an ordinary seeming life but you're living it in such a way that you're that you you know lift people around you up and sure. they become better versions of themselves i mean i believe that's that's part of the the mystery. I think you, that we can bring out the best in each other, and uh, and that becomes a heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think the the, the story about uh, Jesus is to me is the story of someone 
who was born in the world and, and uh, taught things. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he taught uh, service to others. And, um, and you know, for, uh, and stood for, for very good things. And whether you believe that he was the son of God or whether he was a son of God, you know, mm-hmm. he was the he was a spiritual force, and uh, and then he got reinvented, you know, by religious yeah. institutions and and so I think that that to me the story is I, I'm always interested, as far as the the Bible is concerned, in the notion that God the Word is God. That's what. That's the thing that resonated resonated with me about Jesus. The Word is God. It's like, am I God? Am I an idol to be worshipped? And, you know, I think to some extent that's what he has become in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to the extent that his teachings were, is what he meant, like, well, that's how you can access God, is live like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. the God will be within you, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so in any case, that that to me is the, uh, you know, the possibility that uh, we could reform the way we worship and, and the institutions sure. that we worship in, and, and just as uh, he was trying to do t- with the the Jews. Yeah, you know. Um, so in any case. Uh, you know, I think that that uh, the stuff that's grown up around it, the mystique and and all of that, is uh, like, well, we all have our, you know, mystery and our meanings mm-hmm. as, as far as how it it, it uh, resonates with us. Yeah, and I think the, the hard part for me, or maybe I think the frustrating part for me, is that for lots of people, the at least in maybe in my circles, it's a question of like either the stuff all this stuff like actually happened or like all didn't and you're either like all in or like all or it's like well this is useless right like the bible is just like a dated thing these stories have no like relevance no on our us. on our world today but like what like as you're talking about they suggest that they can they can get us to places as as people that um that like other things can't that like you know, it's, it's the law says like like we're not allowed to steal, right? You could get a you know you could go to jail if you steal something, and so yeah, yeah. you know obey the law is not uh, of, doesn't have the same uh, I don't know gusto as you know Jesus being like well if someone if someone takes something from you like give them something else as well like that that type of like thinking or like third way thinking can actually get you to kind of a new way of of like being in the world, yeah. Yeah. If if you let it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, and and uh you know, it's out of fashion right now. I mean, you know, it's a Oh yeah. Yeah, we got a, you know, what kind of a red-blooded person are you, you know, to although, you know, I mean, the World Health Organization and the uh and the whole notion of, you know, uh on an international level coming together and agreeing that we have to care for the planet in some way is like, was that just fanciful? Is that like, well, those guys are going to talk about that over here, but that's (laughs) never going to happen because the people that rule the, the world are, are not going to, uh, 
are are or aren't going to innovate, you know, like yeah. like they need to, right? You know, to turn things around and to have you know economies based on something other than can you uh, eliminate expenses, yeah, and reach a, a better bottom line. I mean, at some point, there's got to be like, well, how much good are you doing in the world? Yeah, but that's so. It's like if it's almost like like in. In golf, I was talking about in golf, you know, with a lesson I just had, we all have our, like, our, our default swings, right? Where, where when we don't have any thought thought in it whatsoever, uh, you know, his default swing is like arms pulling down, path goes left. And so when he doesn't think about it, it's just arms pull down, path goes left. And so for us as, like, people, it's like our default pattern is, like, more money, less expense, like, <laughs> I want more things. Like, when and then when we when we don't think about it, that's, it's so easy to kind of slip into that pattern and just, you know, get on the treadmill and don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, someone was uh, talking to me about it the other day. And I, I remember I, you know, I, people in the generation before me lived through the depression. So my parents' generation and, uh, Ray Tash, who helped us start, uh, the Academy, uh, 30 years ago. And, those people talk about the depression with such reverence because you know everybody was having to you know pull together in families and they live closer together and there was more of a sense of like hey we're in this together and uh you know i think that the I don't care what you call it, dissolution of the family or, you know, a sense of community, mm -hmm. I think, it certainly seems to me to be what's happened in my generation. I yeah. mean, I lived in a smaller town. There was a much, much more of a sense of community in that town than there, mm -hmm. than there exists in the town that I live in today, which is only 15 sure. miles away. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so at any rate, I, I think that... Uh, you know, whenever we can find that, yeah. you know, in, in our little circle uh, of, you know, people that operate out of here in the, in the, you know, the circles that we run in with golfers at different locations and what that means as far as community is concerned. I mean, that's a, that kind of uh, coming together and that kind of sense of service to one another. I mean, that's a very energizing thing to be a part of to have a mission and to feel like you're on a mission yeah yeah absolutely um okay so i actually gave you something to prepare you know i gave you a one hour warning for this podcast which is a lot more than i usually give you so um we're so i think whether or not that you know where we're going to go next is whether or not you believe that like the christmas story actually happened we're just going to take it as a story of you know the divine coming to earth or like you know interrupting everyday life for certain people and so um we i asked you to and i thought of some myself of to like think of moments of like of mystery or surprise or you know anything like out of the ordinary in golf that that happened in your golf world that happened to you or you know maybe your students over the past the past year and well you know this is how we're going to make this into a christmas episode <laughs> yeah well you actually have some that you, i do have some do, yeah. do you have did any come to mind for you well, or do you want me to just go and then yeah, see if you no, think I of know. something you go ahead 
Yeah, okay. no, I've got a lot of things, but uh, how many? Like, how many do you? I have four. How many do you? You have? go ahead. Should yeah. we just alternate? Yeah. All right. All right. The first one that came to mind is I went when I was in California in August. We went to play Pasatiempo, the golf course. I know you've played it before. Um, Alistair McKenzie course. First, the first part of this was that I, I like emailed the general manager to ask if they had an industry rate. You know, I'm not a PGA member, so I don't ask for the PGA rate. But just in, you know, I actually it's the first time I ever done it, and he's like, "Yeah, you can you can go and play for free," which is great because it's normally like three hundred fifty dollars, and you know, we just had a kid and bought a house, so don't have quite the same amount of golf money as maybe I did last year. Um, so that was good. And that get to the first tee and I'm a single, so I'm, you know, of course I'm going to be paired with someone else, but I was paired with this, like this family who was on vacation. They were on like a two week vacation and they were playing golf every single day, uh, you know, Carmel, you know, all these places. They, this was like their eighth straight day of playing golf in a row. They were from LA. They were just like clearly like super rich people. Who were, or no, they were there for a month. They were on a month golf vacation just because it sounded fun to them. And um, they weren't like great golfers, but they just like wasn't. It would have been, it, would have, it was going to be an okay day, but it's just like these weren't, these weren't really like my people, you know? Like, like <laughs> there's old, you know, they're older. Um, they're like polite and friendly, but it was just like, I, I felt like I was like interrupting on their, you know, family time because, you know, I kind of was like, there's a husband, wife, and their son who was a little bit older than me. Um, so anyway, play the first hole, and also I was walking. They were in carts, so it's like all sorts of like, <laughs> all right, like, all right, we'll just go. You know, it's going to be a good day. We'll see the course. Finish. First, play the first hole. Play the second hole. As I'm, as we're like walking, the, then the third hole is that is that par three. You know, that's like goes way up. It's like 250 yards. And as we're like we're walking up to that tee box, I see. In the behind us was just like a single playing by himself, and I, like, I had no idea who it was, but I just like turned to my group. I was like, "Thank, like, thanks for welcoming me into the group." But like, I'm just gonna go play. I'm gonna go play with him behind us. Like, I just assumed he would let me play with him. And so they're like, oh, "Okay, they're like, okay." They, and they went out and played. And then I went and played this person. This person who's like a member who's about my age, um, who he, he let me play with him. Showed me around the whole course. Um, we ended up like going back out for another nine after once we finished. Um, and it was just like a really, it was like a really, really fun, incredible day. Um, it sounds like an incredible day that like, again, it's like kind of a surprise, like could, you can see the, the path, how it could have gone yeah. both ways. Um, the, I didn't, um, this was like one of the, this is probably the only course that I would put in like my you know my bucket of favorite courses where i like didn't play that well like i probably shot i don't i around 80 you know the first 18 i shot then the, the second nine i like i was like let's see if we can like just try and be under 40 i shot like 37 or 38 so that was you know pretty good so i wasn't hitting it that good but first one of the only course that's in that bucket of favorites where i didn't play that good you know what i mean like yeah. most yeah, most of your favorite courses you play good there. Yeah, right. You, know, you don't. If if you play bad at a great course, it's like oh, that course it wasn't. 
wasn't that good. You know, it's overrated. <laughs> you know, it's kind of tricky. It's like tricked up. It's not a fair test. You know, that those are the kind of uh-huh. things you think. Yeah. So it's true. That's true. Well, that's a that's a great experience. I didn't. I didn't have uh, my golf. Uh, became uh there wasn't anything about it that was magical in a sense of uh you know of uh great coincidence or great it was it was was smaller moments you know it was like uh um because the game um got to be smaller moments you know one shot and then the next because i you know well, my the other ways that I'd looked at and enjoyed golf in the past had to do with, you know, a, a string of competence. You know, can you hit three or four, you know, really good shots in a row in order to make a birdie or a par? Well, you know, I wasn't hitting the ball that well, you know, to be able to string shots together. You know, and and uh, and I could string some holes together, but uh, more and more the game got to be, uh, you know, just about the. The, all the stuff that happens on the golf course, you know, the, the people that you're with, how interested you are in them, um, how, how interesting you find them, and, uh, you know, and what kind of energy you can create because you're a spectator and then, you're, you know, you're also a competitor. You know, and, and uh, you know, how you spectate, you know, the other people is – yeah, that's, a, that's all, you know, a big part of the game, isn't it? That's how we create, yeah. you know, a sense uh, with one another. And and uh, so at any rate, I I, uh, I found that, uh, I found that a lot this summer. I found, you know, people, Sam Fawn, who was a student of the academies, and uh, some years ago, uh, she reconnected uh, with me in the spring, and I had a chance to play golf with her and talk with her and get to know her in the spring on uh, two or three occasions. And it was, uh, um, you know, it was that kind of a summer. It was like people reconnecting with mm-hmm. people like that that was uh, happened a number of times. Yeah. So golf is—is is that new to you this summer, or has it been happening more? Uh, uh, you know, I think, I, I, think it, I think it happened. You know, I, I think it really happened a lot hmm. this summer. I mean, because my summers before were all, were, uh, you know, pretty much uh, run by my schedule of work oh yeah you know i've I've worked six days a week you know for ever since i got in the golf business and so to to not have that there's a lot of social stuff in golf that uh, that can be lost and that i certainly lost working in the golf business i mean you know the the fun games at eight o'clock in the morning on the weekends you know that you'd play with your friends if you were working a Monday through Friday job and that kind of thing. Um, You know, there wasn't a lot of that for me. I play golf with my family. I play golf with other, you know, in tournaments. And uh, and so the opportunity to have uh, social golf, you know, was uh, 
or you know whether it was golf with strangers that you got paired up with or you know friends that you made a date with um that got to be more of a focus for me i think that's you know part of the great opportunity at this stage of my life is like hey why did i lose track of that guy mm. yeah you know <laughs> so at any rate that that's what uh right. that deliberately that's what s- some of the summer was about so wow. so it was good yeah. it was good in a much different way yeah all right my next one is um someone that you know well and it has to do with um when Aiden Cooney, one of my students, made made the high school team, <laughs> that was that's pretty great. A divine moment. Uh, you know, Aiden's been in our stuff for so long. Uh, he's he probably like loves he just like loves golf so much. And when he is, but his his game has a tendency to go in like very dramatic, kind of have dramatic swings to it. In that, like, he'll go weeks or months at a time hitting you know very you know great great golf and then he'll have then like the next week for no reason whatsoever like won't be able to hit the ball off the ground at all and so you know preparing for high school tryouts there's a bit of anxiety there of like which you know which person is going to show up you know to the tryout like because it very easily could go you know either (laughs) way and so it's like well that's i hope you know and this is a person who's They've done all our camps. They've done all of our lessons. You know, they like invested all this time and money. And so it's like, wow, if like if that was also like in the back of my head, like, oh, if they did all this and then you don't make it, it's like, well, what was, you know, what were you really doing here? Um, and so, you know, even though there's always a chance that that could happen. Um, but I was also like I was in California the day, like the last day of of the tryouts and we were at in Big Sur where there's no cell phone reception. And so it was like, um, but we went to this place for lunch where like there was a cell phone reception. We go to the place for lunch. I knew it was the last day of tryouts and I actually got a text from the, um, coach Curtis, the Evanston coach who I, you know, I know him because I coached a lot of the players. And he, he said, he said, can you, can you give me a call? We have, we have a lot of freshmen we need to cut and I want your opinion. And, you know, of course, because we had no service, I was getting this message, like, way too late. So I wasn't able to, call, you know, I wasn't able to get a hold of them, you know, in time because, you know, I was responding, you know, four hours later. And so, you know, you, you can see where my mind, like, oh, you know, I've got some people who go either way. Like, they they have a lot of try, a lot of people, which sometimes they don't have that many go out for the team, but they did this year. So I'm like, oh, no. But then I, like... I like checked my email and like got an email from Aiden's mom. It was just, like all caps, like he like he made it, like that's it. <laughs> and so um, that was like a really exciting time for me. I because I, I mean you've um, that to me that's what so much of this I don't know what we're doing is all about is like those he he him making that team he probably felt so much so much more accomplishment than some of our students who like won major tournaments this summer did. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's absolutely right. That's why golf is a personal journey. That's the, what the game is about. It's, it's, it's not about tiger woods and it's not about celebrity golfers or the best golfers in the world. It's right. about, uh, it's about Aiden Cooney, you know, having this, uh, 
I don't know whether you, you wouldn't call it a transcendent moment, but I mean, it was a, it was a moment, like you're saying, golf is a, is a game about uh, your skills, it's a game about luck, and it's a game about your ability to handle mental distractions. And, uh, and you gotta, so there's this element of luck, like you're saying, which Aiden is gonna show up uh, you know, where are we going to be on his biorhythms, you know, going up and down. But the the fact that it, it, all that came together yeah. and produced that, you know, becomes a, a transcendent moment in, in somebody's, you know, self-confidence and, and, uh, and self-esteem. Yeah. No, it's, it's wild. Un, yeah, it's, awesome. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great story because, you know, unable to get back to the coach and, you know, out and lost in yeah. big <laughs> yeah it's there's a lot of divine and a lot of yeah. mystery and mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that i wish i was uh where was i this year that was i guess arizona was the closest i got to being in you know a place like you were yeah you were mm-hmm. that's that's uh yeah that's extraordinary you know the guy uh uh Maddie Schranz, hmm. you know, had a had a uh, a moment, had a an experience at uh, the sectionals. Mm-hmm. She got to that point, and uh, and she played she played good enough that she only missed going down state by you know by a couple of strokes. Hmm. But it was a very challenging golf course, and. Uh, and you know, to uh, I was out there f- following her because uh, because you know the Nutria girls, the Evanston girls uh, being there, uh, it's just so much fun to watch them compete. Very challenging golf course for girls. Mm-hmm. A lot of the coaches out there said, you know, this is more of a boys sure. sectional than a girls. But so so uh, to see that look on her face and that sense of like she's one of those that's really worked at it yeah you know f- ever since she was in junior high school mm-hmm. and uh and that was a every time you see that that's why i love going to the to the state tournament to 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 see uh, uh all those kids the boys and the girls competing and even some of those like amy bean blossom you know who you who used to train mm-hmm. with us uh at one uh, just to be able to watch her and to see what kind of a player, you know, she, and a person that, you know, she always was and the player that she's made herself, I think is, is, I mean, that's why we do it. Right. Is to, yeah. just to, to, uh, not, and not just those people who've gotten to the top, but people who've gotten anything out of it. You know, that's the thing because, uh, you know, I think it, like you were saying, uh, uh, and our our business is to help people get better, mm-hmm. but our and so when they don't, if they don't achieve a goal, has that been a failure or not? Well, you know, uh, I think that uh, when you have been uh, and and watch kids grow up in the academy for thirty years or as long as I have, and you see that l- the way life goes. And see how you know some of these kids that didn't make it downstate or didn't make the team, and what they did because they persisted, 
mm-hmm. you know, that they, that they might not have been on their varsity in high school, but they went on to play college golf. Sure. And to, you know, to yeah. continue to use the, the, the falls and the victories, yeah. uh, you know, to motivate themselves and, and, and make them, you know, help them create themselves. I mean, that's the, that's the great promise of golf is that it is a lifetime game and you can, uh, that you can continue to imagine yourself, you know, into being, really. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I dream that I, I could make that team. And, and what do you get in the process, even if you get cut? You know, well, you got a game. You got a game where you can hit the ball and that you can get it up and down and mm-hmm. you can handle these situations. So you got some possibilities. And so, you know, I think that's uh, just as that's exciting to, to make yourself into a player, that's what one does in life. You know, they imagine themselves, you know, out there, and they create yeah. that for themselves. Yeah. So, wow. Do you have another story? Uh, I would say that uh, Judah Bempong, uh, to me, is is a, a is a is a is a revelation. Uh, you know, he uh, I. Played golf with him. He and I drove downstate to the Den Golf Course and played around down there because, mm-hmm. you know, he's got two more years and uh, and I wanted him to see that golf course, to see himself playing that golf course and to see what it took to play the golf course. And he was, uh, what he showed me was, man, he's got a lot of good stuff. And then it, it, it something happens. He becomes drawn into uh, the perfection of his swing or something, but he becomes detached and, uh, and then starts hitting really crazy shots. Hmm. Well, um, since that time, we've come back, and, uh, and the way that he has uh, worked on the things that we're, we're on, uh, you can see... Uh, you can see the how intelligent this guy is and how 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 he can actually make stuff happen i think that uh, uh i think that i'm i'm terribly excited about what happens to him next because i really think he's a terrific student and uh and it just a just a uh, an absolute pleasure to work with i i uh I find that I, a lot of times I underestimate people, you know, that they really uh, are capable of amazing stuff. And, uh, and I think I, I, uh, I do it all, I continue to do it all the time. I'm always surprised by how people like Aidan Cooney, mm. you know, and uh, how they do what they do. It, it, to me, it really is, uh, it's divine. I mean, honestly. Yeah. No, it, it, to go from, you know, an, you know, we're back at Aiden, but, like, where, like, for a month he would, like, literally, like, not be able to get the ball in the air on a full swing to then, like, straight shots. It's, like, such a, you know, such a massive... The, almost, like, unexplained. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, you know, it's not following... 
the normal progression that you would expect of like, oh, they're going to be able to get it in the air. Then they're going to be able to get it in the air, but it's not going straight. Then they're going to be able to get it in the air and it's going straight. It's like it doesn't follow anything, you know, close to that type of a path. It's like, oh, this is going left and low and now it's going straight and high. Like it just like doesn't, (laughs) you know, without much, you know, much thought or like now like Hayden try to open the club face a little bit on this next one and then it's like a swing and a miss it's like like some of the things like it doesn't make sense like the progression but then when like the results or the outcomes come it makes it like uh yeah it's like you can't can't really like, explain or understand well yeah you know? i know it i know it but definitely you know it's uh the learning is residing in the student you know and and uh mm-hmm. and you know, we, uh, you do a masterful job of stimulating him, but uh, he has a way of processing things that's that's a mystery. I mean, we're you know we're groping around in a dark space, you know, sure. uh, to to try to guess, you know, right. and, and uh, but uh, but in any event, um, it's uh, it restores uh, your your belief in possibilities. Because, uh, you know, he's progressing and he's progressing because, you know, he's uh, he's just he keeps that intention. Sure. You know, that he's (laughs) that that next one. Hey, yeah, I'll have a go at it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll have another go at it. Yeah. You know, he's game. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, Has there been anything? What about for your. I guess like your understanding of the swing or you're, you're kind of, I mean, you're always doing, I, I don't know. looks to me like yoga golf in the, you yeah. know, in, in the dark. Yeah. And like, have you had any surprise, <laughs> yeah. you know what, I guess like what surprise or like what mystery came in that this year? Well, uh, I think that, um, you know, when you follow your, the, your explorations or whatever, however it is that you do golf, and I do golf kind of through different sort of explorations, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, and so the notion of, of learning or mastering uh, the, the physical and the, from the left side, mm-hmm. you know, has been uh, part of what, I, you know, I've been doing. Another part of what I've been doing is trying to create a specific swing motion out of a notion that, that I have about, uh, you know, a spiral wing, uh, and it's an you know it's a visual image in my mind, and it's something that I was trying to trying to create with my, which I thought, which I believed was my right-handed swing, mm-hmm. the, uh, and getting that same feel in my hands. Uh, from le- uh, the left hand has been a, a challenge. I haven't, uh, and I've, and I've, in the past, I've had some practices. Like I used to practice a lot more, just hitting forehands with my, with my bottom hand, and uh, I stopped doing that. And um, and now I found new ways of incorporating that into uh, the manner in which I practice. And I do a lot more practicing now. I refer to it as uh, as a as a ball hitting melee. I, I just get a bunch of balls around me, and I and I swing and I whack it, 
because what I'd really like to develop is that that coordination that comes from doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when I was a kid, you know, I used to spend hours with uh, walls and with tennis balls, uh, you know, hitting balls and, you know, coming at me very quickly. And, uh, and it was great fun for me. And now I find it's great fun for me uh, in golf as well. And I can feel that I'm, uh, I'm progressing more through play that interests me rather than piles of balls that, um, that I'm hitting. So yeah. I, I'm, finding, um, I'm finding the things that I always uh, thought were fun about sports. Yeah. Yeah, how uh, – it make, reminds me of – you know, I had a student this last week that uh, she was – she's an M360, and she was, like, sh out of nowhere just shanking, like, every shot in the lesson. And, we, you know, by the end, it got it – she wasn't shanking, but contact wasn't – you know, wasn't great. Um, kind of left a little bit um, – I don't know, just like a little down, you know, like, oh, all right, like, it's too bad. Like, all right, we'll just try again the next day. And swing not feeling that, that good. And but then, like, two days later, they came for practice, and she was, and then we were playing, she was, they had to play holes on the simulator in, like, an alternate shot way. So it's one alternate shot, so it's a little bit harder, but also you're playing holes where there's out of bounds and different things. So I wasn't quite sure how she'd be able to do because you're with a partner so now there's even more pressure because yeah. you don't want to let them down but she didn't miss a shot for nine holes like she hit it better than i'd ever seen her hit and so i mean to me it's like so obvious that she was just so much more interested in that activity <laughs> yeah. than than what i than what we were doing before right like i yeah. didn't make she didn't make any swing changes in the two days from when she was in a lesson to you know the practice she just had something that drew her attention, and then the performance was so much better because of it. So isn't that something? That's oh, there you go. You're getting divine again. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just like, like, how do you? I mean, I have to imagine that that's true for older students or even adult students. That uh, like, when the if you something is capturing your attention and imagination, you're gonna do better at it. Um, but it's just hard to it's hard to think about or even talk about because then it's like oh, for some reason our brains don't think that that's actually getting better at at something. I know it's interesting, isn't it? But that's you know that's our opportunity now because we can see that yeah that 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 isn't normal and uh, and but it still doesn't mean it's not right not right. not better. I mean it's a lot better. Yeah. To. Uh, to be able to stand, to be able to always stand in a place where you can move, you know, where you, you feel, you know, you're not defeated, you're not blocked. You just have to, like Jimmy Dean, yeah. I can't always control where the wind, wind's coming from, but I can always adjust my sails to get to where I need to. Hmm. And so, sure. um, so that's what's, uh, I think that's what's fun about, uh, I had a student this summer, uh, Maggie Shaw, who woke up that same awareness in me. You know, I realized that our lessons, I really thought that Maggie wasn't much of a student. Yeah. Right? That was my opinion of her. Sure. Right? She just 
wants to fool around. She's never, you know, I've known her for years, and she never struck me as somebody that, that really gave a, a, a darn, mm-hmm. uh, but, but a very good athlete. And, and I thought, uh, well, why don't I make this, see if I can make this more like the fun that she'd like to have. And so that's the way we started structuring our lessons. There was more randoms. There was more games. And, and I was so glad I woke up finally because yeah. now I saw that she was way more interesting than I thought she was. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and really, uh, you know, a, a, creative, uh, a creative shop maker who really, if you give her that opportunity – you know, she finds the fun in that. Mm-hmm. And now, like, wow, does this practice all of a sudden become different? And she's free to, like, kind of follow her own uh, fun. Yeah. And, 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 you know, make that productive. Mm-hmm. Because if you make the shots random and you're really into it, you want to, you want to really want to hit it to a, a place, mm-hmm. well... <laughs> What else do you need? You know, it's just when you become distracted, you know, and you you really like you're too you're you're more worried about how you're swinging at it or the possibility of failure or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people really are free to play, yeah, you know, they dig it. Right. Yeah. So you know, gosh. Uh, I don't know. Well, so we've we both learned something this summer about you know getting out of our own little box. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard though. Like, Michael Hebron says, you should change in a lesson. You should change environments every five minutes. The brain gets bored. Sounds interesting, but I've never tried. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's like, what would you do? You know, here is actually like would be a good place. So he's like, even if you're working on club face, like. You should do it, and you should always be changing. That you would learn faster that way. Well, but it's th- hard to do. I think that yeah. you've, you've though, you've, uh, you've pointed to the way that uh, facilities ought to operate. I mean, you know, we, the the idea of how to schedule a place mm. like the Cube has always been a, a challenge. Sure. But but if if that if you really if that was really true, if that was a principle, yeah. then that's the way this building would operate. Everybody would change position every every five minutes. That would be a well, that would be an interesting like activity for what just like one day, one weekend. Like the first Saturday of the month is cha- five minute day. It's five minutes. And day. like a little bell goes off every five minutes, and gotta move. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it would be. I you know, could you take a theme and work yeah. it through every one of these sure. these things? Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I, I think that. It'd be hard. You could do it, but yeah. 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 I think, well, I I mean, I think you we're on to something. Wow. <laughs> Coming in 2022 to the golf practice. Um, well, no, it's just one of those things that, like, you read and it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Are you going to try it? No, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, um, well, that's like, right. That's like right. Finding these, I, I'm always, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, watching videos, trying to, I don't know, I started my golf, getting into golf later. So I feel trying to catch up. That's kind of where I feel constantly catch up my like knowledge and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, this past year and like bouncing, bouncing back between 
like working on technique, like technique versus skills or like mechanics versus skills. And so like the two people that I've like been learning from, like, like George Gankus is very about technique. And then there's another guy like called Adam Young, who is really in, into like skill, kind of like skill development. And so he's kind of like, imagine like, I don't know if we've ever, have you ever tried like the nail? We have na- a bunch of nails and golf balls now. Have you ever, have you seen those around? Yeah. Did you ever try one out? Do you know what it is? Okay. I mean, is it like you, you yourself, like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like we have a nail, like drilled through a golf yeah, ball. Like, yeah. And so if you were going to create that going through a ball, yeah, could you twist it at different angles and yeah, right. Exactly. M- and make that move. Yeah. So yeah, I you, think that's imagine. Yeah. Imagine nailing a ball, you know, nailing it straight through. Now you nail it in a direction where it's going to the right. Now you nail it, you know, to the left and, Basically, like, for example, to do that, you're changing kind of club path and swing direction um, just by changing your intent on what you're doing rather than, you know, your mechanics are changing, but you're not thinking about how to do it. the mechanics that are actually changing. And so it, it, I've done it with some people and it, like, they've made like drastic changes and it almost like leaves them, it leaves them wanting more because they feel like they haven't changed anything in their swing. Which I almost think is a good thing. I, you know, I think I was able to convince them it was a good thing that if you're able to f- still feel your natural swing, and now it's going straight as opposed to curving a lot, that's a good. Like, that's a good. Like thing. We did our job. But, yes, we did. But it's still like they're still like. So what should I be doing differently in my swing? And I'm like, I'm like, I, I was like, just think about this, and it will help. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you have to. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons magicians, you you know, would use some sort of poof <laughs> in order well, to, you, you know, sell the idea. That's because, you know, you've, uh, yep. you've, that's uh, we need. yeah, you, okay. you don't want to uh, understate yeah. your uh, genius mm-hmm. yeah. or the, or the, or the, the significance of this. Yeah. You and, know. Yeah. But then also like every time I, like I have certain success coaching, you know, with a certain, I don't know, style or certain direction. And then I'll have, have a lesson where it's like the uh, club face is open at the top. So they're still like hitting behind it all the time because they're just kind of like casting their hands. It's like, okay, now let's like try to get really almost like technical with how you're swinging that club face back because you're not able, to, he's not able to do this as well as he could. And then. It was like a fantastic lesson. He's hitting it way better, doing only, you know, only thinking about mechanics. So every time I like, you know, go. So I think this is like kind of the interesting, like the balance that we're really talking about is like, uh, you know, bringing it back to Christmas. Like, did this happen or did it not happen? Like, that's that's the that's the headspace you're supposed to let like you're supposed to live it. And then so now in golf or teaching or learning, uh, anytime you can be bouncing back between like. Does this work? Does it not work? Is it this way or is it that way? Like, because um, people again, that's I guess that's a good place to if you can get to that spot. But most people, you know, our default mind is just like, I am right. Everyone else is wrong. Let's argue my ideas. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, if you let people contribute to you, sure. You know, I mean, that's 
then you're you know then you find the possibility in what they're saying so yeah. you know it that's a yeah that's a basic personal decision am i going to let people contribute to me or not yeah yeah you know if you if you want to do it all yourself you know and you want to life to be about that well okay wow. but you know i mean i i can't uh i can't uh begin to count the number of people, you know, who've contributed to, to me in my life. I mean, and honestly, I find it, you know, all the time. Jacob Chiarelli is the guy that we, oh, we always come up with. Yeah, because, but you know what? I mean, I found that uh, again the other day. So, uh, you know, it's just the hits keep on coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Um, all right. All right. Do you have any more golf stories? Anything else? You don't have to. Just no, uh, no. I think we've we've got. Yes, I have plenty more golf stories, <laughs> but do. we're not going to get into any All more right. of them. Thank um, you. The, the last question: Do you like what? What's the best? Um, what's the most memorable Christmas gift you've ever received? Oh my gosh! You know, uh, it was. Uh, the most memorable gifts that I've ever received have been cards. Mm. That's uh, like from who? Well, from my daughter or from uh, my my uh, most recently one of my aunts, Dottie. That uh, was just um, you know it just uh, those that kind of reaching out to each other, you know, to say. This is what you, this is what this meant to me, you know. It's like, phew, doesn't get any better yeah. than that. Oh, well, mine was when I was like seven. I got a pair of like Nike shoes with Velcro. But <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd go that direction a little bit, but. <laughs> well, listen, I just. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. That's I, fine. Yeah, no, that's a great. I mean, it's a great. Reminder, great, I don't know, idea. I should maybe write a card. Um, yeah. Do you do, I mean, like, are you going to write cards this year? Well, oh. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, I write some cards. Yeah. Well, I just mean, like, you had these these things, like, meant a lot to you. Does Yes. Are you, yeah, have do you I changed because of that? Yeah, I guess. Uh, have I changed? Well, because this is one of those things of like. Yes, I this is a great so. idea. Like, yeah, I think would so. you ever do it? Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, right. I think so. I, I think that, uh, yeah, as I said, I think this last year has been, you know, looking at things from that standpoint. There, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people who've, uh, like I said, have contributed a lot to to me, and I would like them to know that before, yeah, <laughs> before we're gone. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that changes me. I mean, uh, you know, that because uh, well, I haven't done this before. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, we got something going on here. Yeah. This guy's not such a curmudgeon after all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks you're a curmudgeon, Pete, but um, all right, maybe we'll end there. Thank you. Clean Merry contact. Merry Christmas. I hit it again, because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment, or the moment defines you.
Bunch.